Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 152. I have a very special guest. I had the other co-host, Olivia, on episode 150. And now I have the other co-host for the Fat Ass Podcast for 152. My guest for today is Crystal from the Fat Ass Podcast. Crystal, girl, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Good, um, good. Yeah, thanks for having me on, first of all. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Oh, man. yeah. I guess in a way, we, you and I, we have a lot of questions for each other. So <laughs> what do we start at? Where, what do we start at? <laughs> Something easy. I always like to start off that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to say uh, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Um, how's everything been going with you since, uh, since the COVID? Um, you know, everything's kind of a roller coaster, you know, you have some good days and then you have some bad days, but, um, you know, you just kind of, you just go through it, you know, you just go on the ride. Um, today I actually got a uh, COVID tested. Oh, really? So, yeah. So that was an experience. Um, it didn't take long at all. It's really, it's really not overwhelming or anything like that. But, you know, you're always a little bit cautious. And then uh, if you're someone like me, you get a little bit nervous, you know, trying to figure out what to do. So, but it was, it was really easy. They just opened up the center at Dodger Stadium. So, okay. you know, everyone in LA, if you, if you need a spot to go, the Dodger Stadium, it's a pretty big lot. Um, depending on what time you choose to take your test, uh, the slots are really open and it, it's really easy to, to get in there and do it. Oh, wow. Uh, do they put it like a like a like a little Q-tip up your nose or? <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. I mean, like I know that they've done tests like that, but the drive-through testing, um, at least to the one I went to, so there is a Q-tip involved, um, but you're not shoving it up like any holes. Like you're just you're just swabbing uh your cheeks, like you're swabbing your left side of your cheek, right side of your cheek your top and bottom gums, uh, on top of your tongue, underneath your tongue. And then you just, you know, you swab and then you put the sample in a little tube and then you put it in a bag, wrap it up, and then you just throw it in a bin on your way out. It's really easy. What? Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't think it was like that too. Um, only thing is before you do the swab, uh, the instructions say you have to cough like three to five times. I guess to get like the mucus and the saliva out so you can get a really good sample. So, you know, that's what you do. And it's a little, it's a little awkward, but um, it's, it's pretty easy. Well, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I mean, Matt, cause I know, um, yeah, I, I did, I did a, a what you might call, a, they did a sample on me to make sure when I was sick for like uh, for three weeks, you know, and uh, you know, luckily I didn't have a COVID. I just had a cold, but, I think I broke out with a fever, but it wasn't nothing. It's just like, you know, I think it really depends on people's types of blood or something or to see, you know, who if, if, you know, maybe some people are, are immune to it or they're just sick for a couple of days and they get better. But it just I think it really depends. Yeah, it definitely probably depends. I mean, how long did it take for you to feel better? Well, I was sick on a I well, this happened like a month ago now, but I was sick for like I think it was on a on a Saturday and I called out work and, you know, for the, the before everything happened, you know, I was on quarantine for 14 days and I was sick for like the first three days was hell. And yeah. um, I, I was throwing up, you know, mucus, you know, I was fever, tossing and turning. I was sleeping in like a sideway position, whatever. 
Uh, I feel like I had like a lot of mucus in my throat, a scratching. Um, yeah. Then after that, I think after the fourth or fifth day, I just got way better and, you know, and everything. So um, I don't know if I just had like a, a, like a fever breakout and all of a sudden I just got better, but um, I already, um, I don't know. I don't know if I have this. So I, I think it's kind of good to, to check to see if I did have it, you know? Yeah, I mean, definitely could if you wanted to. Um, you know, it's not overwhelming as it seems. And you could take it multiple times now. I mean, uh, you know, because since the, what is it, the results, they don't, you know, after a certain period of time, they're not as valid. So you can definitely, you know, take it periodically to make sure if you wanted to. Yeah, I was telling Olivia when I had her on, um, when I was sick, I think it was, I don't know if it was before or after, but um, when you... You and uh, you and Olivia, Olivia did the episode of, about uh, how to boost uh, boost your immune system. I take all these vitamins here, oranges, whatever. I was like, I was just trying to do whatever uh, you guys said. Or I think uh, Joe Rogan had uh, Rhonda Patrick's on. You know how to uh, boost your immune system up, up and everything. And you know, yeah, it's super relevant. I mean, there's so much information out there on you know how to do the basic stuff how to you know eat healthy drink healthy keep your immune system up and a lot of this stuff is really easy I mean like uh when this happened I don't know if you noticed I mean I'm sure you did I mean you work you know in the grocery stores but a lot of people were buying vitamin c yes yeah you couldn't get vitamin c anywhere because that's just a basic thing that you can take to really uh boost it up yeah I was looking up anything that had vitamin c any like oranges or maybe bananas or maybe any like uh, pills that have like, you know, for men like Centrum that has this, it's just everything, uh, vitamin C, the ones like you just uh, break into, it's like a little pill, but you break it into and you put it in your, uh, in your water bottle, you just drink it like that, you know, just anything. Oh, that's good though. That's good. You took all that, you know, it probably helped you. I know. Thanks for the episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah saved we tried. My life. You saved Megan my life. <laughs> That's why we made the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, how's been everything been going? I mean, I are you, I mean, you're more you're still working still, right? Yeah, so I work in the food industry. I'm um I'm part of a manufacturing company that produces uh bake shop goods for uh -huh. different stores like in the US, Philippines, um North uh Canada. So we have a lot of uh, different stores, but you know, COVID, you know, it really took an effect. I mean, we've had to shut places down, uh, restructure certain areas. Um, you know, it's just really hard uh, to keep working in this kind of environment, people getting sick, you know, having to do all the quarantines and stuff. So it's just, it was just so crazy for, I think just the first month, um, seeing a lot of sales going down and just all the madness that uh, occurred from COVID. But now, I mean, um, since things are moving on to phase two, People are looking at things different. Uh, my workload is changing. So, uh, but still, I mean, you know, work is work. <laughs> Even at the end of the day, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be at work, whether there's a pandemic or not, you know? Yeah, I know. And uh, it's it's good that you still have a job. I mean, I, I still have a job where central workers, like, we're, you know, I work at a grocery store. And um, I know when, before the COVID and everything started happening, we were stupid busy. I was working about, 60 to 70 hours now so Jeez. now i know so now everything's been kind of dropping um you know i was working 70 now i'm working close to 
50 now. I'm working close to 35 or 40 hours now. Well, 45 hours, I say around there. It's just that there's some shoppers, but in a way, they don't want to take a chance going to a grocery store. So what they're doing is a lot of the customers, um, they must have Instacart. So whatever food items they order and stuff, uh, they send out to Instacart. Then a person comes in, comes to our store, shops for that customer or whatever when they're done. That person just shop just uh, sends all that stuff to their house. Oh yeah, Instacart. Uh, back in the day, I was trying to side hustle for Instacart, but it's funny because there wasn't any uh, Instacart locations here, or the app wasn't really being used. But now, yeah. I mean, I use Instacart here and there too, and yeah. now it's just booming all those different uh, food apps instead of going to the store. So, but that's better on your part, right? You know, you can you know lay off a little bit, have a little less stress from all the people, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, when I was working with this COVID, uh, we had people when it, when it was like pre-COVID COVID, when it was like getting crazy, we had people lined up at 5.30 in the morning. We opened at 7. And, um, you know, bad people banging on the window. They wanted to open the door. They wanted to make sure, did you get any toilet paper? Did you get any sanitizers? Uh, the weird thing about it is when I was doing overnights uh, from 12, you know, 11 p.m. to at eight o'clock in the morning, uh, Crystal, uh, we would get nonstop phone calls, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, because they, the customers knew when the shipment was coming. They knew what time they wanted to make sure we had some of the stuff that, you know, a lot of markets were out of stock out, you know, the sanitizers and the toilet paper and a lot of certain things. And they will call nonstop. Did you get an order? And can you save me a case? Can you save me? You know, we, we can't do that. It's first come first serves. And, um, with the situations that happened with Target and Costco and everything like that, um, people just buying everything. And it shouldn't be like that because, you know, now with, you know, everyone, you know, if you're going to buy toilet paper or you're going to buy this or, or whatsoever, um, there has to be a limit of one. Yeah, exactly. So pretty much in a way, a little by little, we're getting all our stuff back. Um, the only thing is I have a problem is, is that I know the governor want to do an extension on, on this uh, quarantine and all that. But I feel now, if, if we're going to be open in uh, July or in August, what's around the corner, Crystal, Indian summer, and also the winter? We're getting ready for winter. So what happens if we have a second wave of this uh, COVID again, and it get, it get, it's going to get worse? Yeah, it, it can definitely get worse. I just hope people kind of, uh, you know, think about, all the situations that happen, you know, during this first, this first part of COVID, you know, um, think about others just for like a second. I mean, you don't need, if you like, I don't understand the whole, you know, the whole toilet, toilet paper thing. Me either. Uh, right. It's just like, you know, you're really caring about your ass, but then you don't think about, oh, in a couple of weeks, if I'm taking it all now and I think I need some more and then you get freaked out because there's none left. It's like, no shit, because people like you kind of took everything. So it's really sad, you know, and the whole baby wipe thing and the whole, you know, sanitizer thing. And I don't know, I really hope people kind of like change their minds about how they think a pandemic is supposed to be, because um, right now everyone should be kind of thinking about conserving and, and trying to get by because the whole unemployment, I mean, it, it's huge. It's really impacted the economy and, you know, it kind of goes around, you know. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, um, I was looking at it, uh, unemployment right now is, I think, is at an all-time high, is that a, what, a 44%? 
the last time we were at a 40% is when, uh, you know, you know, back in the 1929, 1930s were when the depression hit. Yeah, and the Great Depression. Great Depression. A lot of people don't know that. So when people get kind of confused, like, Megan, man, what do you mean by recession or depression? Recession, you're going through a lot of tough times. But depression is where it's it's crazy. You know, a lot of jobs closing downs and everything. There's no jobs or no, no money. Uh, the banks, you know, the banks will close and you can't take out your money uh, because the, the banks have to cover their own ass. So there's a lot of things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of loans, a lot of debt, a lot of damage. So, yeah. I mean, if people are sweating it about toilet paper, when it comes to bigger shit, I'd be more worried. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, you know, the de- the deficit of like uh, uh, suicide is, is off the chain, you know, because, you know, it, it's hard. You know, I mean, over here in Long Beach, uh, a lot of my friends, you know, they have bars and they have restaurants that close down. And I told them, it's like, hey, are you gonna ever going to reopen? Say, I'm going to be honest, Mega Man, we're done. We, we can't do it no more because... Some of that stuff, there's always, uh, you know, with the, the government giving them loans, but there's certain uh, procedures that you have to get that loan and do this and all that. And it's, just, it's, it's hard right now. And, and for us to boost back from this economy uh, uh, recession and all this stuff, because what happened with this COVID, they say it's going to take about two to three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I could see that as a fair projection because you know, so much uh, damage that's been happening. But still, I mean, people think, oh, two, three years, uh, you know, some people think it's a long amount of time. Some people think, oh, that's going to go by quick. It's not going to go by quick if uh, if you don't have a job, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And a large percentage don't have jobs and a large percentage of businesses will close, especially the small businesses, you know? Yeah, it, it was hard being, you know, uh, you know, luckily, thank God, you know, again, like you and I, we both have jobs, but there's a lot of people who lost their jobs or got laid off. And, uh, you know, as some of them were kind of thinking like, okay, I got laid off and got unemployment money, but um, I've been preaching. <laughs> I see a lot of people spend their money, unemployment money on stupid stuff. And, and I always tell them, you know, the unemployment is not for you to spend up money or for you to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, that money is for you to get by or to pay your bills or or put food on the table at the same time you're looking for a job to to get off unemployment yeah exactly a lot of people don't think about you know the long term yeah i know and uh, a lot of people think like i always tell them don't get too comfortable because you don't know <laughs> if if the unemployment's gonna stop yeah exactly i mean uh, everyone's just waiting on uh you know the next stimulus check i mean handouts aren't free i'm sorry but uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta work your way. And for those of us, you know, I, I feel very blessed that I'm, I'm still working. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you gotta uh, pay it forward. Gotta really be grateful and, you know, think of ways to make situations better. You have um, to, you have to. So, yeah. And I think, you know, it's actually really cool that you're always kind of repping Long Beach and your community and, and restaurants and other small businesses that you love. So I really appreciate that because even just a shout out really uh, goes a long way. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever I can do, you know, um, uh, I guess in a way when people might DM me like, oh, hey, Megan, man, it must be nice to have a job. Like people negativity like that. Well, they see me. Yeah, I would get a lot of people DM me or post my stories. I'm going to this restaurant or this food place and everything. And the negativity, what they would do um, 
when I post a story or whatever, I say, oh, Maggie Man, like I said, it must be nice to have a job and this, to go out, whatever. And that's a negativity where it's like, why would you say something like that? If you were being crying about it or just complaining about it, I'm more like, you know how I am, Chris. I'm more very more honest. It's like, dude, stop whining about it. Go get a mm-hmm. job. You know, someone's hiring. So you got to go hustle. You got to get your money. You got to, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive, you know? Yeah. And there's risks that come with uh, having a job. You know, people are sick around you, especially you as a frontliner. You yeah. know, having to deal with all that uh, front-loaded stress about, you know, stocks and people and just people not being themselves is a very stressful situation. And it yeah. uh, takes a toll on your mental health, you know? Mental mm-hmm. health is number one. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was going to ask you, uh, since this COVID, you know, have you, I, I mean, I dealt with this, but maybe with you, I don't know. Have you seen people's true colors come out where, for example, this person was super cool, but when this COVID happens, they act very mean or evil from this COVID or maybe they're because of ration or, or have you, have you dealt with situations like that from people you thought were your friends and now you see their true colors and I, you know, you're, you're kind of more like, I can't be affiliated with you anymore. To be honest, I have a really uh, close circle of friends. Like I don't really I already know, like, if I don't like somebody, if I think that they're fake or anything, I'll be very polite, but I've never been able to just kind of have, like, this huge swarm of people that I can call friends, you know what I mean? I'm very, I'm very private. So the people that are my friends, the only tendencies I've ever seen uh, someone change is kind of just being a little more guarded. Um, But I haven't really, to be honest, I really haven't had anyone, uh, you know, kind of do something completely out of character, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what have you experienced, you know, as far as that? Uh, I I kind of dealt with some certain people, uh, you know, um, behind the scenes, you know, I've been, there are certain guests of mine or certain people that lost their job and I was trying to help them out if little 10 bucks here, $20 or help out little here or little there or, you know, sometimes in a way, if there's times in need, you know, um, you know, it's, people's true colors come out and their evilness comes out, you know, and it's, it's like in a way when you, when you go through hard times or going through situations like this or rations and all that stuff, uh, people are going to be more greedy. People are going to be more like, well, I got to care about me and this and not everyone else. Cause we, you know, for us, you and I, and everyone, uh, we got to be there for each other, help each other out. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about everyone, you know, cause it sucks because of since it's COVID I, I lost, I lost two people in, in my in my family from the COVID, and oh, I already lost a, I already lost a, another friend from high school. So that's a total of three. So, uh, in a way, it's like it, I have to do whatever I can to help out, you know, someone because I feel like if a person died from the COVID, I kind of and I knew them or was kind of close. I kind of felt like I should have done something about it. I should have been there. I should have helped them out or this or whatsoever. So. Ever since then, you know, I've just been trying to do whatever I can to uh, help each other out from times like this. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing, though. You know, you're really trying to do your best and understand, like, what's happening. Um, something I want to add, as far as, you know, actually how you're saying, you know, people changing. Uh, something that's fucked me up is reading uh, people's news, news feeds mm-hmm. on, you know, their political stances in this and different situation happening. So, um, I've seen a lot of that and that's been pretty off-putting to the point where I just kind of, uh, you know, I don't want to interact 
anymore with certain people based on, yes. you know, based on how strongly they're feeling about something that I think makes completely no sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally get it. Uh, um, like, uh, I was talking about this with one of my friends and a lot because um, if you want to get down to this, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, there's been a lot of uh, social media, a lot of stuff going on right now. What's the what's the what's the feed right now? Is what happened in, in Minnesota with the riots with uh, oh. uh, George George Floyd? He uh, yeah. died because of that cop kneeled him and on his neck and he couldn't breathe and a person died. And now, in a way, with situations are happening where uh, the mayor, the commissioner, fired those four cops, but they're not pressing charges or anything. They they just fired them. And, uh, you know, the people in the city want justice. They should be put in prison for doing something like that. And that can go on to be with a black person, an Asian person, a white person, or a Mexican person like that. You, you can't be doing that. How can a person be handcuffed and you're kneeling and he can't breathe? Oh, my God. Yeah, those images messed me up. I couldn't even continue to look at them. They're, it's just horrific. You know, that's a fucking human that you're basically, you already know. You know, just by uh, physical touching, you already know how hard you're going to hurt somebody. And just to kind of lean in like that, that's 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 crazy. I couldn't believe it, it when I read it. It's uh, it hurts, you know, because a lot of Phil cops, they have the they're, they have they wear the pants. They have they're sometimes in a way they get into mode. Well, I don't want to say sometimes, maybe most of the time they get into power trips. And, you know, we don't know if that's a good cop or a bad cop, but. I think in a way they just take advantage of the system, take advantage of how cop do. I get to do whatever I want, and even and, and they show videos of certain certain things where cops plant uh, uh, some stuff just to people get arrested or just or just anything because you know just to reach their quota in, in the end of the month. So it's it's kind of sad, you know, like the uh, the police are supposed to be there to protect and serve and not to mistreat people like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think the wrong people are taking those jobs because it takes a certain skill set, a certain mindset, you know, a certain, uh, you know, character to really have to deal with the other side of those things. So if they're mm-hmm. not strong enough to deal with those things, there's no way that they're going to be able to handle situations like what happened in Minnesota the right way, you know? Yeah, or like what happened when there was a little riot over here. I don't know if it was yesterday, but... Uh, you know, they blocked the 101 freeway in L.A. because, yeah. you know, and a lot of stuff. So, I mean, the last time, Crystal, we had a a, a really like a humongous L.A. riot is when um, when King. all those officers. Yes. Rodney mm-hmm. King. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember. I mean, I was I was really I was a baby, but my parents would always tell me about, you know, how how shocked they were about what was going on and how fearful they were even like roam the streets because you know people were burning down buildings people were you know robbing everything and kind of uh right now how you see i don't know if you've seen it uh you know people breaking into the target or i I saw saw that yeah what were they doing just looting yeah just looting or whatsoever i mean a lot of people are just uh just fed up you know and uh you know there was a lady who was trying to i don't know if you saw there's a lady a white lady in a wheelchair in her and they're trying to protect, hey, don't go in there. And uh, a lot of people just beat the crap out of her and threw her wheelchair down and, and just put her on the ground and start taking all her stuff and everything. It's like just just straight up. That's crazy. People are people are crazy. But I feel like they're doing 
I don't know. They should be doing riots like that. I mean, it's just it's gonna it's gonna bring a lot of chaos and and this is the thing where we're talking about like there's too much negativity mm-hmm. is I had to shut off my 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 Instagram or my I just don't want to look at it no more. I just I was done. Is when you see a lot of people fed up with the country and you see a lot of people burning up American flags and this or whatsoever. It's like to the point I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to look at it no more. I'm done. Yeah, because uh, seeing those images and things that you read, it, it makes, I don't know, for me, it makes me feel like uh, people's faith is, is broken, you know? It's kind of like at a time where you're supposed to be together and be positive and make movement, uh, you're kind of standing still. Even all this shit that you're doing, burning stuff, breaking, uh, you know, police car windows. And I mean, I know you're taking a stand, but if you can't tell the difference between robbing an old lady net, uh, in a wheelchair and you know uh, you know damaging a police car because you don't want them to get away from what they've done there's you know there's lines there's differences there's boundaries and if you can't differentiate those I mean what are you really here for you know yeah I get it you know um, you just put together from this uh, COVID um, unemployment the president presidential stuff uh, the extensions uh, the writings and stuff it's everyone's gonna it's like a it's like a big old burst you know keep on shaking a coca-cola bottle you open it, it's gonna burst out mm-hmm. and i think people are just tired people's like enough's enough yeah it's true uh i just kind of wish uh you can think of a solution to make whatever situation better big or small i mean it all starts somewhere so mm-hmm. i think it's good to get the aggression out you know this isn't right so you know, we need to really show them, you know, how how bad they're acting. And, you know, we need to kind of be above that level. But then, you know, after it has to come a solution, has to think of a way to improve the thing that you were fighting for. Otherwise, yeah. what are you fighting for? If you're not looking for the improvement, what's the point, you know? Yeah. What I mean, when you when you get older and when you get married and have kids, when you see all the stuff that you and I, we we've been through and this we're doing the podcast what you see on social media and stuff like that it's gonna it's gonna be kind of weird when our kids grow up and see like man mom dad what was that about like what happened when when you were living in those times you know i mean i mean a lot of people these days don't even know what the rodney king like you know like when you were said you were a baby but like you know a lot of people are gonna be tripping out like man how was it like you know being those times from uh from the covid and this and whatsoever i mean it's almost like in a way we're living in scary times. Yeah, we are living in scary times. And, uh, you know, first of all, it's going to be weird for me to have kids anyways, because uh, in today's society, I'm pretty late. So uh-huh. <laughs> even for me to just kind of get to that phase is already going to be a shock for my mind. Um, uh-huh. And then having kids and then teaching them how to grow up, you know, you can't teach them the same things that your parents taught you or my parents taught me. You know, uh-huh. it's going to be completely different. You have to focus on other things that, you know, people never thought about. Like, uh, I keep advocating mental health uh, because it's such a, it's such an effect on everything around you. And if I were to have kids, that would be one thing because, you know, they'll be able to understand things better. You know, if mm-hmm. something is going on, like how COVID is going on, You know, I I want my kids to kind of have a a peaceful mindset where they can look at something and, yeah, 
make things better, improve, even if it doesn't seem like that could be possible. That's what uh-huh. I would want to try to do. And it looks like it's going to be a really uh, long challenge and a huge struggle, but I don't know. We'll just see when that time comes. And, and I know there's going to be more shit that's going to happen. I mean, this pandemic is, you know, just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of like maybe getting ready for a second wave to get ready for the winter, you know? Yeah. And I heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a lot of people are moving out of California. Like they're trying yes. to move to other states. I think like Texas or I don't know where, um, you know, yeah. try to get away because people are scared or they want their freedom or whatever, um, you know, reason that they're doing. But a lot of people are trying to move. I didn't know you could you know, yeah, like outside you, state lines. Yeah, a lot of people are moving. I have a couple of friends already moved to Texas, you know, because when their businesses shut down and, and they can't afford it, they, they, a lot of a lot of uh, the friends and families I know, uh, they all start moving to Texas, you know, and everything because they're open and it's not that bad and everything. And But for us, I feel like a lot of people like me, we're trying to like suck it up and still stick it out. But in a way, we don't know how this extension is going to be uh, till July. I mean, and now I think we're going on what phase three now. So that means uh, nail salons, gyms, uh, barbershops are going to be opening now. Yeah, that's what I heard. And then, you know, at the end, it's going to be restaurants, which is the big thing. Um, you know, something we focus on a lot uh, on the podcast. So we'll just kind of, you know, see what happens with everything. Uh, you know, there could be a turn, you know, we're I feel like phase two was so short. Like I felt like I blinked and then it was over and we're already going to um, transition. So yeah. we'll just, we'll just see what happens next. But uh, for some of the projections that I read is people are going to still be a little bit fearful to, to do some of those things. And then there's going to be obviously the complete opposite in places that already, you know, that have already been against, you know, doing the stay at home orders and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of weird like there's going to be those really hot areas and then there's just going to be kind of like you know the lower the lower you know downside of the economy that they don't want to keep the cash flow going and and be out Mm -hmm. and do the normal stuff so it's gonna be interesting did you hear i heard we might get another stimulus check did you hear anything about that yeah i wanted to mention that too yeah i think um the i'm not sure when I remember when I read about the the bill, they wanted to to pass that as well, um, but they have to find out uh, where they're going to pull the money from to really, uh, you know, make the impact because they can't, you know, the the U.S. can't afford to keep those checks coming. You know, people no. are just waiting on them. So, yeah, I, I heard I about that. When I got my stimulus check, uh, you know, <laughs> with me, I, I think about my kids. I think about me first. Um uh, you know, when I got my stimulus, because usually people get like 15, I got like almost like two grand. That two grand was gone in two days. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got you got kids. So I know. Well, yeah, because like, you know, getting grocery, full take of gas, you know, taking them out, uh, you know, paying the bills, the rent, the car and everything and stuff like that. And the only thing I just had left over out of the 2000, I always tell people, and I only had $150. I just bought work shoes and, and a couple <laughs> stuff for work and and just treated myself out at Wendy's. Oh, hey, that's all right. <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, I don't know what I even did um, with my money. <laughs> I just bought grocery. I just bought food and booze, and that's it. That's my joy. That's all. Food and booze. That's food what I'm talking food. about. 
I forgot. I forgot. I forgot because I know you. When you always talk about uh, <laughs> the badasses, like I love my beers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you love your beers for sure. I definitely uh, love mine too. I mean, you know, it's like one of my favorite things is alcohol. Um, yeah. Do you like liquor, or do you just like straight up wine, or you just like beers, or just everything? I like everything, to be honest with you. I'm not against anything. Um, as far as beers, though, I think the first time I met you, I remembered uh, you kept shouting out, oh, this IPA and that IPA. I really don't mess with IPAs that much. I still can't get myself into it. Um, so that's probably the only thing I'm not all about. But any other craft beer, like, I'm down. I miss going to breweries, you know? Yeah, I know. Uh, what city are you at right now? Are you are you in L.A. or, or you know? Because I yeah. know you said you have family. IE. Oh yeah, no, I'm still in LA. Um, I have family here in LA too, but um, yeah, so I, you know, I haven't left. Um, still out here. Um, still have family in the IE. Uh, but yeah, I'm still here. Uh, I love I love LA. Even I think it it was just uh, it was even better. It was even better driving home when the when COVID started because you know no one was out at all. So it was so nice to drive on the freeway and it was all clear. And, you know, driving through downtown, like, I don't know, it made me appreciate the city more when people were in their homes, you know? And, you know, when you talked about, you know, that was a good thing you, you said, because when this COVID happened, um, you know, the ozone layer it decreased, you know, you could see the skies were all blue. You could see the water in Santa Monica and everything was all blue. You could see the dolphins. It wasn't polluted. I mean, you don't see those smog. You, like I said, you could see the mountains and shit. I mean, it was... A lot of stuff cleared up. Yeah, and I bet in your area too. I mean, Long Beach area, you could probably, you know, I'm sure just driving down Beach Boulevard, it probably looks nice too. You know, I'm sure yeah. it's way more clear. You know. Yeah, you can see, uh, you can see Catalina because you know it really depends. But you know, me working in San Pedro, I want to go over the bridge and see everything. I'm like, it's kind of good that maybe in a way Mother Nature probably gave us a sign and said, hey, you know what? I think all of you guys need to get a, take a break from doing iPad and this or, you know, because Mother Nature needs to heal itself, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, to have all these uh, food places and breweries open because, man, I've been um, going to a lot of breweries lately, but just picking up beers to go. But it's just it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, it's really not the same, you know. You can't know, just and I, sit and have a beer. <laughs> well, I do that maybe on certain breweries. I go sit behind the parking lot and just have a a, <laughs> a beer and a beer and a sandwich. Okay. Well, at least you're still living it, you know. But yeah, I I know what you mean. It's not the same at all. Yeah, but I'll tell you that, like what you said, uh, the freeways were super empty. It's like, oh my gosh, it doesn't take me an hour to get to North Hollywood. It could take me about thirty minutes. Dang, yeah, that's pretty fast. I mean, uh, even without traffic, I, I probably don't drive fast, but I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, but now I actually, you know, since phase two happened, I kind of see the traffic picking up a little bit and it's making me miss, you know, the beginning of COVID, that, that really fast drive home, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Uh, just everything what's been going on. But uh, yeah, but prayers to uh, George. Floyd, Minnesota, and to a lot of people out there from this, uh, the stuff that this chaos has been going on from uh, past couple of days, and you know, just prayers out to everyone. Hope everyone's all being safe. Kind of, kind of switch gears. Um, I know that uh, 
I just heard the episode season three of Mental Health uh, Part Two. Uh, that was a very interesting episode, and I think it was good that you shed light on a lot of that stuff, you and Olivia. Okay, yeah, I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed it. You know, we tried our best. Part one kind of, you know, inspired us to keep pushing with another episode. And we focus the mental health in the restaurant industry specifically because it's such a huge industry. And, you know, we're from LA. So a lot of it runs on the restaurant industry. And, and uh, people don't know that it's a very tough job on your mentality. I mean, family members, my family members, when I started doing it, you know, they just thought, oh, she loves cooking and she loves baking. And, you know, that's like the perfect job for her. But then the beginning years, it did take a toll on my mental health. Like we were saying, uh, you know, Olivia and I, we both had overwhelming anxiety coming in every day. Uh, we saw drug use every day. We saw substance abuse, drinking. Uh, you know, we saw sexual harassment. Yeah. We saw people being treated unfairly on a day-to-day -day basis, pushed, even physically, you know, assaulted. And I, you just don't expect to see it in a simple place like a restaurant. But it happens, you know? I was... Uh... I was shocked when I heard those episodes of stuff that, you know, I can kind of relate to in the grocery uh, retail, but with some of that stuff in the uh, the restaurants and on the food industry, I was shocked to learn about all that stuff that what goes on behind the scenes when, you know, I thought I would just be there to cook food for, you know, for the restaurant, but stuff that goes on behind the scenes of what you're talking about, man, it just, it, I, I was shocked. I was really, really shocked. Really? Well, um, I think what happens too is because chefs now are very uh, glorified. You know, there's a ton of cooking shows. There's a ton of competition shows. Yes. You know, restaurants are more popping. Like everyone wants to be in a certain place just to eat and spend money. But uh, no one really knows that it's a, it's a hard, you know, it's a hard job. Uh, and it's mm -hmm. hard for women and it's hard for a man and it's hard for someone that's young and it's even harder for someone that's old physically mentally I mean you spend so much time in a restaurant and most of the time it's your it's your mentality that's being tired uh, not only your body so mm -hmm. anyone that wants to join that profession I've always been saying you know I think it's a it's a really great profession to jump into but you need to know what it's all about and you got to find places that are are good to you you got to find places and people that know how to treat others uh you know that's what it all comes down to i like what you just said you have to go to a place where you get respect everyone treats each other right and all that stuff you know there could be some restaurants there could be some grocery stores that don't have that mentality and they say they can get away with murder and say whatever you want or push you to the limits or you know physically try to threaten like hey if you don't do this you're fired and and oh, that's where, like you say, depression, anxiety comes into play. And uh, yeah, I get it because I've been through there and I, I've seen a lot of bad stuff. And I'm like, this is not the protocol. This is not what you do, you know. And, uh, you know, there's people like that. If they don't like you, man, they'll ride you until you quit or, or until you get fired. Yeah, I mean, uh, in the mental health uh, restaurant industry part one, when Olivia actually shared with me her stories about sexual harassment, I was a little bit surprised because I honestly didn't know. And I, I've been friends with her for years. I didn't really yes. know she went into something uh, with that much detail. So I really thanked her for sharing her experience uh, because I know there's a lot of other women that have gone 
uh, through that, you know, the sexual harassment, the, you know, kind of being pushed out of your own job and feeling uncomfortable. And, you know, I think, you know, in those beginning, those beginning years where you're, uh, where you're learning and you're working your first jobs, it really, uh, you know, kind of sets the tone for all the other jobs that you're going to run into and your, your spirit uh, is kind of crushed. And I was a little bit sad too, when she was telling me, you know, how much it took hold on her mental health. Yeah. It, when she was uh, saying that, uh, you know, the the chef or the, the boss is like saying, uh, I want your number, call me, well, how come? And, and she kept on saying no. It's like, okay, just act professional. And uh, that, that person was out to get her and, and try to fuck her around with her different shifts and this. And it just really, really messed her up, messed her up mentally, you know? Yeah, it really did. So, uh, you know, another thing, anyone else that's really struggling with their mental health, if they don't want to talk about it, you know, uh, they, they can listen to our stories on our episodes and really kind of feel more comfortable about it. You know, mental health part one, part two, uh, you know, really uh, just just take a listen. I feel like it could really help somebody, uh, you know, something like they could relate to or if they didn't know that this is something that could happen or uh, the story of Anthony Bourdain, you know, a lot of people love him. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just take a listen. I think it's a really important episode, especially during this time, too, because people are going to jump back into the restaurants, like how we were saying, when we kind of change into the next phase. So, yeah, that's another thing people should try to think about, you know, how you're going to how you're going to cope with the stressful situations that you're going to run into next. Exactly. And, uh, you know, from hearing some of your episodes, well, not, I want to say some, I want to say all your episodes. Um, <laughs> I learned a lot from hearing uh, uh, some of your episodes, uh, very important topics and everything. And that's what I, I really, really appreciate. I just want to say shout outs to uh, Beto also, because if it wasn't for Beto also, Dammy and telling me, hey, you know what, you should check out this podcast. Uh, we wouldn't be here talking right now, Crystal. So oh. shout out to Beto. Yeah, shout out to him. I haven't met him. Uh, I know I'm on the Instagram and everything, but one day we'll all get together and, you know, really give thanks because uh, I don't think Olivia would have had the idea to do it uh, or to kind of, you know, kind of connect us all uh, to, to do any of this. So that's a really cool thing of her friend. So shout out to him for sure. Yeah. So um, I was going to say, where did you grow up at? So I grew up in Chino, which is part of the Inland Empire. Uh, I don't know. I think you told me you've been out to that area before. A couple times. Yeah, it's just a small city. I mean, there's nothing great about it. I used to love living there, though. I never wanted to leave. But when I had to go to culinary school and I kind of was in a different, <laughs> when I was in a different world, I was just like, I'm never moving back to Chino because there was nothing for me to do there anymore. It's kind of a place for families, uh, you know, kind of basic you know, basic places to eat, basic things to do. Um, but I, I love it. I love growing up there. I have a lot of really good friends uh, that I, I grew up there with. So it's it's a nice place. But if you're if you're kind of like a creative person, it's hard to stay in a small city, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, because Chino is like scattered out of everywhere. It's like, is it kind of like by Ranch Cucamonga, by Ontario, like Montclair in that area? Yeah, so it's like a smaller city, like suburb city. A funny thing, too, about Chino is, like, it's next to Chino Hills. So whenever I say I'm from Chino, someone is like, oh, Chino Hills. I'm like, no, 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 no. I live in the cheap part of Chino. Like, it's not fancy. It's not nice. Like, everyone thinks Chino Hills is just a bunch of Asians. And, you know, I'm Asian, so they automatically think that's where I'm from. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm from Chino. So it's a really small, 
uh, city. Great Mexican food, though. Uh, yeah, really good Mexican food out there. Yeah, I went to Chino, and it's like it's all nothing but farms and everything. But I went to the freeway. When you go to Chino Hills, it's like a lot of people are like, oh, you went to Chino Hills. Like when you think of Chino Hills, people are going to think, think about the Ball Brothers, those basketball players. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, if you think of Montclair, people think of Snoop Dogg <laughs> or Claremont. My bad, Claremont. Yeah, Claremont. Claremont. Yeah. Okay, Claremont. Okay, I get it. I get it. Um, what uh, what high school did you go to? I went to Don Lugo. Uh huh. Our our school was really cheap too. <laughs> we never even had a football stadium. Well, we did, but after I graduated, they built a football stadium. So. I graduated um, in the Ontario Citizens Bank Arena because, you know, we didn't have our own uh, football field and stuff. It was really embarrassing. Uh -huh. It was really embarrassing in high school because our home games would be at somebody else's high school. So we always I, <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's messed up. And our rival was uh, Chino High. And, and Chino High is like, I don't know. I should, I don't know if it's valid or whatever, but they're known for like, for like cholos and gangsters and like, you know, like bad people. And then my school was kind of like, oh, I don't think we were bougie. I think like Chino Hills is bougie, but like our school was kind of like regular uh, people, I guess. So every time we go there, like people would always get scared to do our home games because they thought someone was gonna get beat up because everyone was scared of the, the people from the other school. And I'm like, no, nah, you shouldn't be scared. You should be scared when we fight Pomona. Like <laughs> that's the school that we were scared of. When we had to do Damn. games. Yeah, so it's this... different high school. You got robberies in different high schools, man. <laughs> it's kind of sad because our high school didn't do anything. You know, we were just, you know, we were just a regular place. We didn't have much bad or much good. We were just, you know, Don Lugo. So <laughs> <laughs> did you uh did you play any sports? Were you were you in any clubs in high school? Uh yeah, I mean uh I played tennis. I was like I was a tennis captain my senior, junior year. I did yearbook. I was a yearbook editor. I did I did clubs and stuff. Uh, like, what did I do? I forgot what I did, but I was, I was pretty involved in different things, like journalism or I don't know what. But I would do different stuff in high school. And, you know, I was always busy. I've always been, like, a busy person. So I always uh -huh. had something going on. Damn. Um. So right after, so in high school, when you were busy, like right after when you're senior, you graduated, you're 18, did you go to college? Did you go to culinary school? Like, what made you think like, hey, what am I going to do after high school? What am I going to do? I already knew, uh, I already knew what I wanted to do when I was in high school. So when I was uh -huh. a junior or sophomore, yeah, I think junior, I used to do these uh, culinary ROP classes after school. So our school... It's basically like a career program, I guess, or just kind of getting extra credits and stuff. So I took culinary. And as soon as I took those classes, uh, I already knew I wanted to be a chef. So I didn't take my SATs. I didn't uh, change courses for college. I, I just kind of uh, found a school I wanted to go to. So I graduated high school when I was 17. And then that same summer, I started at Le Cordon Bleu uh, oh, Culinary wow. Pasadena. Yeah. How long did you go? To how, how many years? Uh, that school, my program for culinary associates back then, I mean, the school is closed now, but uh, it's only 14 months. So just kind of, you know, straight from high school, uh, straight to culinary. And then when I was in school, um, 
after two months of being in school is when um, it actually started working. Uh -huh. So I was working full time, going to school full time. And, you know, those 14 months felt like six months because I was just uh, in it all the time. So the way that school worked is you do your, I think, 12 months, 11 months. And then the last three is an internship. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, I had a job. So my internship was at my job. <laughs> well, I had multiple. So in, yeah. So in a way, with that intern, it's like almost like in a way a little like little credit, like extra credit. Yeah, it's just kind of like uh, because the how do you say this? Like not the scam, but the <laughs> the whole idea of that school was like you know you should come to this school because right away we're gonna we're gonna put you into into jobs in that field. So you really get a fast-paced, hands-on kind of experience in order to, uh -huh. you know, kickstart your career. And, I mean, a lot of people complain about how much money uh, they spent going to school, but I don't because they they gave me what they said they would. Even if it, you know, cost an arm and a leg, uh, I don't think I would have traded it for the world, you know. I love school, and I love working, so it kind of just I worked know. out. <laughs> it's awesome because I see on Instagram you have nothing but like food stuff, and I was like, I better stop looking at Crystal's page because uh, Mega Man's getting a little too hungry. <laughs> yeah, that and the and the fat ass page too. Now we've been kind of uh, adding more recipes and stuff. So yeah, even when I look at stuff, I'm like, dang, I'm hungry again. I just made that. I want to eat again. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're gonna talk a lot about uh about the fat ass. I mean. I know you have a lot of questions for me, and we still have more to talk about. But uh, right now, we're gonna take a five-minute break, and we we are and when we get right back, uh, we're gonna get down to the neat and greedy because I have so much things to talk about with you and Olivia about the Fat Ass Podcast. Because I guess in a way, everyone's are kind of eyeing to see what episode is the what you know is next. Because uh, what a shout out to my boy Chris from the Kickback Podcast. He was saying like, hey, man, I got to stop listening to this episode. So why? Because I'm getting fatter just by listening to it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And uh, we love the Kickback Podcast. Like it's, it's been a really uh, fun ride, like, you know, seeing all these different podcasts. And we love your show, too. So it's been, it, it's really cool. So <laughs> that was really nice. All right. Uh, we're going to take a we're going to take a five minute break and we'll be right back. OK, cool. All right. All right. We're back on. We took a little five minute break. I had to go get another beer. Shouts to Long Beach Beer Lab. Um, right now I'm drinking a dad's beer, German's Pilsner. Maybe something Crystal will like if I ever next time I ever get on the fattest podcast down the road. Definitely next. I love Pilsners. Uh, right now I'm drinking the classic Modelo. <laughs> oh, I've been drinking. Uh, I've been drinking Modelo since we started recording. Hey, it's, hey, it's okay. It's okay. You could drink beers because you have to unwind. You had a long day at work. We get it. We get it. <laughs> Yeah, hard times. You know, I don't have a fridge full of craft beers, but I definitely uh, want to stock up a little bit. Uh, yeah, on some of the on some of the good stuff. I do have some good wine, though. <laughs> yeah, some rosé. Yeah, um, I get sponsors by uh, two breweries um, and a liquor store. So uh, next month, I'm going to get a lot of free beers. And when I do, uh, uh, just let me know ahead of time and I'll I'll uh, since I'm always in East LA, always, always in the area, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll give you of a couple, maybe like maybe nine or eight cans of beers uh, on on Mega Man. Oh, nice! I love East LA. Um, Sarah's Market—they just started with the liquor truck or liquor. I, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. 
I was like, damn. And shouts to Sarah and Steven. I'm going to get them on later on, uh, hopefully the end of this year for the podcast. But yeah, they're doing big things. I like that. Yeah, they've always been such a good, uh, you know, support for the community. So they're always welcoming. I love going there. I love all the products they carry. Uh, I love all the pop-ups that, uh, you know, before, you know, we get to try out different foods. And they're just, yeah, they're just great people, good people. The whole family, all of them. They're a lot of fun to be around. You know what I was thinking of? Um, I was, uh, Mega Man was a little trolling on your page. And I'm thinking about, I think that time and that date sounds pretty much about right because, um, you were at Sarah's Market and you're doing bake, uh, you know, Crystal's uh, baking company, which you do. And next to you, uh, did you do another pop up with uh, A's Barbecue? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, A's Barbecue. Yeah, Alan, uh, you know, he's like the pit master. I've known him uh, for, I, I feel like a couple of years uh, on and off just to kind of, uh, you know, be part of the, you know, community of food and stuff. So he's a really good guy um friends with some of my close friends so that's how we kind of uh you know uh met up i think i saw you because I, I'm, I'm looking back because when they have always have pop-ups i'm always in always around that town so i, I want to say maybe maybe 50 50 but i think i saw you because uh you were selling some cookies in uh and what else we what else were you selling i know you're selling cookies and some other like pies are you selling like slices of pies um, I was selling empanadas uh, back then, so uh -huh. it could have been that. Uh, I haven't sold whole pies, but yeah, I was selling empanadas, cookies, uh, like fudge. I forget. Oh, cinnamon rolls. I was selling breads, too. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Are you still doing it still? Uh, not like how it was before. If I do sales, I just do, uh, you know, stuff like Mother's Day or Father's Day coming up. I'll be doing a sale, but kind of just, uh, you know, regular delivery. I don't want to post up somewhere in front of a spot. And then, you know, I'm not like a, you know, I'm not super panicked about everything, but I think I want to be more precautious. So I kind of lower that risk completely by not doing any pop-ups. Uh-huh. Yeah. So maybe in a way, if you do it, like maybe you post something online, like, hey, I'm selling some so-and-so and stuff. Uh, let me know if you want to do an order, if you want to come, like, uh, like you know, take it to go. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I do it. Or like if I'm if I'm really close with you, I'll just, you know, deliver it if you're not too far away or whatever. Uh -huh. or I'll get like a birthday cake request here and there. So that kind of helps me out too. Uh, keeps me doing what I'm doing, you know, but without doing the pop ups, I get to work on the podcast stuff, too. So it's that's it's a awesome. break. <laughs> that's that's awesome and I, and I love what you and Olivia are doing. Uh, I remember you were telling me like you have a couple questions for Mega Man. Okay, so, all right, so I want to, it's not a couple, it's like specifically five questions. So I want to know if you want to play uh, our new game that we do on the Fat Ass Podcast. We do a game called Puff or Pass. Okay. <laughs> so a little backstory, this game was inspired by our CBD episode. So we did an episode on our podcast called CBD Everything, and I came up with a game. Uh, I don't know. Are you? Do you want to play? Are you scared? I'm, don't be scared. I'm, uh, well, I don't have no weed on me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, 420 was last month, but you know, uh, we don't need weed to play the game. I mean, we don't we don't get high, so um, so it's called Puffer Pass. Uh, what we do is I give uh, you know I have five questions for you, and each question you decide to puff or pass. Um, if you choose pass, like you don't have to answer the question, but you only get one pass. 
So the whole idea is that you don't know what question you're going to get next if you choose okay. not to answer. Okay. So, so, okay. So you ready? Let's do it. All right. Mega Man. Um, okay. Puff or pass. Uh, this is your first question. Uh, pick one celebrity, J-Lo or Jessica Alba. Do you want a puff or pass? Uh, you might get some haters if you choose one or the other. I'll, 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 I'll puff. <laughs> All right. So uh, which celebrity? Jessica Alba. What? Yeah. I I always had a thing for her. Just J-Lo doesn't cut it for me. I know Megan Man used to get a boner back in the day, but Jessica Alba, she has those eyes. I used to watch her on the show on Fox, you know, Dark Angel. I yeah. Just just got up all the way. Do you own that movie, Honey? Own that movie, Honey? I never seen it, but I, I she was hot in that in the front cover. <laughs> oh all right. Okay, so we confirmed it. You're a Jessica Alba man. All yeah. right. <laughs> Next question. All right. Can you name one regret? Do I name can I name one regret? Hmm. Uh, man, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, <laughs> opening too much uh, uh, credit cards. What? Yeah, credit cards were like evil. That, that to me back then, I thought that was free money when after uh, when you were eighteen. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did. I think I opened up a credit line too for like furniture or something stupid. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. Yeah, <laughs> So that's a good one. Um, okay, number three. This is probably going to be one of the hardest because I see a lot of your memes. Um, so what what is your favorite Mexican dish? Like your number one, like it tops all the other Mexican dishes. Like this is the best Mexican dish. Puff or pass? I'm going to take puff and uh, I'm going to say I love uh, rice and black beans with uh, my tacos of choice will be lengua. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love lingua. Uh, I, this is kind of weird, but my uh, my ex lady who I have a son with, uh, her mom makes like the best lingua tacos. And uh, ever since then, I, I know it's a little. I know the lingua is a little chewy and this, but it was really really good. And uh, ever since then, I've been eating instead of like pork or uh, pastor or cornisada, I've been eating a lot of lingua. Oh, okay. So lingua is your number one, huh? Yeah, because I didn't even know that was freaking cow tongue. You you didn't know it was tongue? Well, I didn't know until they told me. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> get, get, I guess I'll have more. Oh, my God. That's so funny. You ever seen a lengua before they cook it, like the actual tongue? Yeah, I did. Because I, when I used to work at Food Max, you know, like I, it was up in Northern California, and it was like a food for less. And I used to work in the meat department, and there used to be slabs and slabs of cow tongues. Oh, and I used to look at it. I was like, what the fuck is that? Or if you go to any other uh, some, they would have, like, cow brains. Oh, yeah. I mean, I eat that, too. But I don't want to, like, I'm bothered by looking at it, like, in its natural form. Like, it freaks me out. So that... Yeah. <laughs> it's Hey, whatever. I mean, I guess in a way, you can't. You, you got to do what you got to do with those cows. You got to, they take, they take all the leftovers. You got, you got to eat whatever you can. Oh my gosh. Ugh, well, that's cool. That's a good choice. We're, we're fans of Lengua too on the Fat Ass Podcast. So good choice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Question four. What are you going to do when COVID is over? What am I going to do, man? That is a very good question. I'll take a puff on that. 
the first thing I'm gonna do is, uh, <laughs> um, I'm yeah, I'm probably gonna go hit up a brewery or probably go hit up a restaurant. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do: hit up a brewery or hit up a restaurant. Or I guess in a way, people were talking about like girls were talking about when I when COVID's done, I'm just gonna go party and I'm just gonna fuck whoever I want. It's like goddamn. Oh yeah, really? Well, I'd be scared to just kind of be messing around with whoever at this uh, point in time. But okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, teach their own. Uh, all right, last question. Uh, you love answering, so I, I feel like maybe you puff, and I'll be disappointed if you pass. So, um, have you ever kept a relationship a secret? Have I ever kept a relationship a secret? Yeah. Uh... Man, you got me on that one. I'm gonna be honest. You know how Megan, I'm very honest, and uh, I'm not gonna pass on that. I'm gonna take the. I'm. I'm gonna take the puff. Take that last puff. I'm gonna take that last puff. Uh, have I kept it a secret as a relationship? Uh, I have, because of of certain things back then when I was doing the podcast. You know, when you put your life out there, you know, um, this happened to me where. When I was in a relationship, doing the during the podcast, I had to be very private because when I posted a picture up of me and my ex lady, um, I didn't know that some of my ex friends or whoever and stuff were sliding through my ex lady's DM to say, "Hey man, what's up with you and I? No fuck, Mega Man. You know what's up? Hey, hey, go break up with them. Come be with me. Let's hook up. Let's go get a hotel." So yeah, what? that's a lot of, that's a lot of shit that happened, and that's why. I kept it very hush hush, you know, because I wanted to live that private life. So I kept it on the down low. Okay, dang, that's that's crazy. It's something that you don't really think about, uh, you know, when you get into the social media and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. That, that that's something where that comes into play because you're when you like with you and Olivia and me, we're podcasters. A lot of pe- a lot of people want to know who is Krista, who is Olivia, who is Mega Man all about because. Who are they about when they're not doing podcasts? So you want to give the people maybe 10 or 15% of your life, but don't give them at all because, you know, just give them a little bit because, you know, a lot of people get curious, you know, like the people who listen to us, you know, our followers, our hardcore followers, uh, you know, they want to support us, but we want to, you know, show what we're doing when, we're, you know, whatever we're doing on Instagram when we're not doing podcasts. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Definitely. Yeah. Man, all right. Well, you you puffed it all. You puffed it all out. So, congr- so congrats on on uh, you know answering all my questions. I got to know you way more than I thought I would. I know. I was kind of waiting. Like, hey, I don't know why. What do you mean, Crystal's gonna be a set with you? The last question. If I didn't get it right, it's like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer unless it like something that's gonna blow my mind. But either way, they were all good. Good, good, good. So, um, I love it. I love it. That's a that's a good uh. That's a good, uh, like a game right there when you have your guest or when you, you and Libya have like something going on on the podcast. Yeah, it's kind of funny when we play this game with each other. Like we couldn't stop laughing because like we found out things about each other that we had no idea. <laughs> so this is kind of like, what? Like, I don't know. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So that was on the CBD everything episode. Puffer Power. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I love that game and I can't <laughs> wait to hear more. So everyone's all getting curious a lot of podcasters because now we talked about present we talked about you for a little bit a little bit uh of olivia and now let's talk about the podcast a little bit more because um 
since uh, I did your podcast and you did mine, uh, you know, um, we're making a movement. And uh, there's a lot of podcasters who are going to be hearing this episode and they want to be curious of who uh, Crystal and Olivia from the Fattest Podcast is all about because, uh, you know, we just got to be there for each other and uh, be as a family on the podcast. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of type of podcast it is, but uh, I feel like it's it's really like we're getting we're all getting close and we want to be there to support each other. And uh, I don't know if you noticed that uh, Chris from uh, the Kickback Podcast did a group chat only for the certain kind of podcast, you know, and everything. So we can get to, we can get to know each other and you know if, if they want to help you out help them out or this or whatsoever so there's a lot of podcasters in that group chat that really look really listen to you and Olivia's episode yeah i mean we're so grateful uh you know for being a part of all the different groups that you know you've kind of introduced us to and then you know knowing someone else from another and it just kind of grows and it's really cool to have that kind of community i never really thought about it uh getting into it i i kind of just was like oh just me and my friend we're just gonna talk and people are gonna listen but then you get together with other people that are doing the same thing and it's a lot of it's a lot of fun a lot of different perspectives a lot of different shows I learn a lot, you know, when I listen to yours, I know I'm going to listen to like, you know, all these different guests and then like, you know, your personality or like, you know, uh, there's a lot of other uh, podcasts that are really important to listen to as well. So it's been really, it's been really cool. So yeah, we love it. Yeah. yeah. So ever since uh, I know with when Olivia and Crystal, when you started doing the Fat Ass Podcast, what made you decide, you know what, let's do a podcast together? Because I know I heard Olivia's side, but I want to hear your side. Well, it was Olivia's idea to do the podcast, like 100%. She was like, hey, what do you, you know, what do you think about doing this? And to be honest, at first, I was kind of like, mm, I might not enjoy it. <laughs> because like, I, you know, I, you know, when you do something different, like it's a hobby, or if it's just kind of like, you know, just hanging out with your friends, like it's kind of, it's kind of tricky to kind of, uh, you know, meld the two together. But when she kind of uh, was talking about it more, like, you know, we just, talk about the stuff uh, we want to say you know you know tell people about the industry uh you know talk about food trends learn about you know different uh cultures and you know different topics we can talk about in the food industry I was like, okay you know like I can uh, kind of uh, think outside the box and really do different things so mm-hmm. I think uh that's kind of what started it and just turned into like this project and three uh three seasons later you know we're in it and we don't have very many episodes but the episodes we've done we put a lot of work into them and it's just really kind of cool to see us uh you know doing different things now with how it started because i had a couple people dm me uh today and they asked because they they hear you uh the episodes and they asked like Mega Man, can you ask why uh some of their episodes are sure how come they're not over of an hour, 20 minutes, why are they only about 30 to maybe 50 minutes tops? And they, that's where a lot of people want me to tell you. So can you explain why some of your episodes are kind of short? Okay, so uh, uh, as far as some of the episodes being short, um, I think it really just depends on the exact topics that we're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them, uh, you know, some of them are kind of like light, like some of them were just, you know, giving out you know, we're just, we're just gonna, like, briefly talk about, you know, you know, this, uh, this vegetable, or we're going to talk about, you know, these few places, uh, you know, some episodes are, 
are kind of, uh, I don't want to say that they're difficult to make long because I think it really just depends on what we want to say and how yeah. we want the episodes to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are short because, you know, it's not always, you know, we don't want to go into such detail about this specific topic. We just kind of give out the exact, uh, you know, important information we want to say based off that topic. So if it's kind of something like, oh, um, we're going to do, uh, what did we, what's a short one, I think. I feel like uh, there's a couple short ones where we're just uh, giving out, like, the basic information on how to uh, have good health. Uh, you know, we, we just boom, 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 like, these foods are good, uh, these medicines are good, you can do this. Um, and it just kind of, uh, those small episodes, they really bring a, more of a focus on mm. the topic we're trying to say. You know what I, I like- mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you're doing seasons, and, and I think it's good for you both to do seasons. With me, I, I'm more of a full timer, so I have to keep on going. But for for both of you, I think seasons are good, where you can kind of focus on maybe whatever ten to thirteen episodes we're going to talk about, and that that you can do all your homework, and and that's it. Where I think it's kind of good because you know there's some uh, podcasters, you know or kind of do part-time because maybe they have a full-time and they have a lot on their plate and think it's good to do part, part with, you know, like seasons and stuff. So I think it's really good uh, for both of you to do seasons and focus on the the 10, like I said, the 10 to 13 episodes, what you're going to talk about for the year. Yeah, we really enjoy doing the seasons because uh, we get to, we get to have the creative space. Uh, a lot of people don't know this about chefs, but like chefs really need, like they really need time to develop things kind of in their heads and play around a bit before they give it out to other people. You know, we can't just constantly, uh, you know, give things out on a daily basis, you know, uh, you know, it's cool for people that can, like, I really admire the people that can just kind of like, you know, bust it out and just kind of keep everything going. But, you know, not everyone's the same. And I think uh, that's kind of what makes our show unique too, is the fact that we do the seasons. Um, but yeah, the feedback is great. I kind of love hearing, you know, other people's takes on it. Uh, you know, having short episodes, uh, it's not always going to be short. Some are going to be uh, pretty long, but we, we kind of keep it at a good pace so we can be really, uh, you know, interactive in, in our conversation. So it's a lot of fun. And I, I like it because you, you both, you ladies, you, you, go, you, uh, you go straight to the point. Yeah, we try to try to. Yeah, I know it's, it was really good. So, um, <laughs> a couple people asked me are I mean they a lot of people heard the episode uh you had some guests on you had me on but do you have any upcoming guests for season three or season four coming up all right so uh season three I think Olivia mentioned it uh on your on your show I'll just reiterate it and kind of give another shout out too um it's kind of funny too because we just did the CBD game so um so there's a chef and I have to speak with uh, my friend that was on the show recently, too. He's a, a local chef. Uh, we just kind of, uh, that was our first kind of interview with a local chef. His name is Francisco Flores. Um, yes. So, yeah. So his friend um, and colleague that, you know, he's worked with, uh, his friend was the winner um, on one of the, on the first season of Cooking with Cannabis. So I'm, you know, kind of waiting for, you know, that time when we can have a live you know, live recording and, and kind of, uh, you know, pick his brain. So he won that that championship, that Cooking with Cannabis. And I saw that episode on uh, on Netflix and it was really cool. So uh, hopefully we'll link up with him. 
And then we would do, uh, when we first started, we were doing badass women in the food industry. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have a couple people in mind that I want to reach out to some of my friends if they're willing to kind of jump in on this too, you know, kind of keep the empowerment going. So, uh, yeah, I'll look out for those. I like, damn, <laughs> I want to see some, I want to see some powerful women in the food industry. Like we got this, we got this. <laughs> That's right. We're all about it. So just wait, just wait. I know because, uh, there's a lot of my listeners, some of my guests are hearing your podcast, uh, from uh, Evil Cooks, you know, uh, I think a couple of the people from LA Tacos, here's your episodes. I know for sure the Hood Footy, uh, Gorilla Gorilla. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Joey's Barbecue. Joey's Barbecue, he's been blowing up in Wilmington uh, because uh, him doing my podcast and uh, Martin Moreno from the Oyo Yo, then now you have Fluffy uh, going to his place in Wilmington. So, um, a lot of good things are coming out of Joey's Barbecue. Shouts to him. And he's been hearing um, a lot because I've been highly uh, recommending your podcast to a lot of the food uh, industry people in the game and the social media who I know and stuff like that. Because um, uh, your podcast, you and Olivia's podcast, are, you're the only uh, food podcast I, I, I'm only listening to, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> that, uh, that means a lot. That's really cool. Um... Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm glad the podcast community has a, such a variety of different, you know, uh, shows to get into. So that's, re that's really cool. So I'm happy yeah. about that. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So we're almost getting to the end. And uh, I have a, just make three more questions. And uh, uh, the first question I have, uh, what have you learned since doing the podcast with, with Olivia? What have you learned um this, it could be something good, but it could be something more bad where you learn from it and it will never happen again in the podcast. Well, I learned that a podcast is not as easy as people as people make it seem. Uh, just because so many of us have a podcast, uh, there, there's a lot of time that goes into it. And you have to do the podcast about something you love. So that's why I thought it was really cool that, uh, you know, we're the fat ass podcast. We talk about food and just talking about food. Uh, I've learned a lot of different things that I would never, uh, you know, even try to look up or think about or talk about uh, in regards to food. So I think that's definitely one of the things I've learned. Like, you know, you can expand your mind. That's good. That's good to hear. And um uh... What's the future for the Fat Ass Podcast? What, what, what's your, uh, what's both of you uh, end game? What, what's your end game on for the podcast? Uh, well, since it's a partnership, uh, we have to definitely get down to the exact end game. Uh, we kind of just take it as we go. Uh, I know for myself, we do a lot of really cool like uh, recipes. Uh, I posted a recipe today. Olivia posted one uh, the previous week, and we just kind of uh, keep creating food. So I know that, uh, you know, something that is part of our end game would be, you know, doing stuff uh, with recipes, uh, you know, doing stuff as kind of uh, having bigger types of shows. Uh, when we didn't have COVID, we were able to do this really cool kind of like live show at uh, her friend's uh, art studio event gallery place. So it, uh, there's so many different avenues that her and I can take with the Fat Ass Podcast. Definitely. But for now, we just want to focus on making really good episodes so people can enjoy them. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I mean, I love your podcast. You guys are doing so good. Uh, I just, I just, I love seeing uh, podcasters doing their homework because you know when when you said that podcast was not easy, it's not easy. But when you do the homework, you do the and you're dedicated. Uh, you know, you, the podcast is going to reach a whole new level. You're going to reach more new followers, more new fans. You're going to have maybe. Uh, you know, culinary people, uh, people in the food industry, just listening to you, and you're you're just you're just gonna shed light on on a lot of things uh, in the food industry f- from your podcast. And uh, you know, I just want to say that I I enjoyed having this conversation to get to know you, but also get to know Livia uh, about have, having you both on separately to understand uh, your opinions, what you feel. And, you know, coming together as a partnership to form the Fat Ass Podcast, it made me, uh, and it made me respect you highly more. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. I like respect. Um, I like that uh, you've been, you know, you've given us a chance to really, uh, you know, talk about what we do. And it's really cool getting to know you also, uh, you know, and I uh, will you know, continue to grow and, uh, you know, be part of this huge community. So I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And what I mean by like, I highly respect you because a lot of people who talk about doing the podcast, like the shoulda, coulda, woulda, but they don't really talk about it. They really be about it. And that I really respect because, you know, with you and Olivia doing the podcast, you know, you're, you're doing it. And that's why, uh, you know, there's a lot of people I respect, you know, they talk about, man, one day I'm going to do the podcast, you know, and everything. Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, Vanessa Grumzilla, he was talking about it for three years. Like, hey, Mega Man, uh, you admire me. I'm going to do the podcast. And he's like, yeah, just, just you got to do it. And look at him now. He has a podcast called Flashback with the Homies and he's doing it. And so with people who are not talking about it and they're being about it, that's where my respect goes to them a lot because they're doing it. Yeah, definitely. Those types of people, you know, they have a strong will. I think uh, for me, if I'm not willing to do something, I'm not going to do it. If I'm not in the mood to do it, I don't even think about it. So I think, uh, you know, keeping yourself motivated uh, is number one in actually having a podcast. So I've learned that. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, there's times I want to, I don't want to do podcasts no more. I don't want to do this. But you have to dig deep inside and you have to get that hunger to keep on doing it because, when you're doing a podcast, you have a lot of listeners who listen. And uh, if you're not doing an episode, <laughs> you might have Mega Man. You might have this. Like, hey, what's going on with the next episode, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we get that for sure. So do you have any last words or any shout outs before uh, before we sign off? Uh, last words. Well, I really just want to uh, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you've been such a really cool uh, I don't want to say support system because I don't want to put that much pressure on you, but you've been no, really, no, no, no. <laughs> you've been a you've been a really cool support, uh, you know, in helping us getting started and stuff like that. So that was really cool. So I'm grateful for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I also want to uh, let people know uh, to really support small businesses. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want uh, you know big companies to win. Uh, you know, taking over all the hardworking people from all the restaurants, breweries, uh, you know, little markets, shops that, you know, we, we love, you know, stay in your community, try to, uh, you know, help each other. And it's really crazy time. So I just hope everyone is staying safe and, you know, doing their best to help each other. So, yeah, that's all I, I wanted to say. 
and I think we're gonna end on that. And uh, where can everyone follow you at? Okay, so you can follow uh, the Fat Ass Podcast, you know, on Instagram at Fat Ass Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Fat Ass Official, Facebook, the Fat Ass Podcast. Um, if you follow our social media, you can definitely get really cool things like recipes. Uh, you know, we have a lot of different important food topics, whether you're a chef or someone that just wants to cook. Uh, you know, the range is why you, you'll learn a bunch of different things uh, in regards to food because, you know, that's what we're all about is the food. So, um, so yeah, check us out on all our platforms. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, uh, you know, Anchor, like we're on, um, you know, uh, Google Podcasts, you know, and please leave us a review too. If you have heard, uh, you know, our shows and, you know, like the feedback Mega Man's been giving me right now, uh, you know, we like to hear it too. So just don't be afraid to shout out to us either. <laughs> hey, I was going to say all that, but thank you for t- oh. thank you for promoting all that stuff. Because I was going to leave that again. But hey, Chris, hey, this is, this is your episode. We are not worthy like Wayne's World. No. <laughs> I, I, I love it. so it's, okay. it's all good it's all good but i know it's all good but crystal thank you for coming on the mega man's podcast and like what she said follow us follow their podcast the fattest podcast follow the mega man's podcast again apple podcast uh leave a rate and review for the fattest podcast but also mine to have a good review and, and so we can climb the rankings and stuff like that and again uh you know, uh, you can find our podcast on all the platforms and everything. And uh, I just want to say once again, Crystal, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. It's uh, it's an honor to have you on, and I really appreciate it. And once this uh, COVID's done, I'd love to hang out with you and Olivia. We'll go to hit some breweries or who knows, maybe we'll just do a podcast together and I'll bring a whole bunch of craft beers to drink. Yes. For you guys to drink. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a good night, Christo. And uh, just shout outs, just prayers for you and, and your family out there. Hope you, everyone's, you know, everyone out there is being safe from the COVID. Yeah, you too. Stay blessed. Stay safe. All right. Later, guys. We're out. All right. Bye.